Well, these catch-ups have become one of our favorite traditions on the show. You know them from being one of the most exciting fighters in the lightweight division. And fans can't wait to find out what's next. Coming straight out of Auckland, New Zealand, Dan Hangman Hooker. Welcome to your second home here at Submission Radio. Thanks for taking some time from watching Street Beefs to join us on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, it's been uh, it's been a long time between between drinks for me, and uh, I'm 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 looking to pick myself a fight. So I know you two are the men I needed to call, and then we can. These are two men that can help me find an opponent. So that's uh, that's why we're that's why we're here today. I love it. I love it. I, what an honor. I feel like we're part of the committee, the Dan Hooker picking his next fight committee. Maybe we can work on the title of that committee, but a, a, a huge honor <laughs> a to be long. here. That's a, that's a little long, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe shorten it to an acronym or something. For once, we didn't, uh, we didn't you know, send you like a trillion messages and become mm. stage five clingers. You hit us up and you said, <laughs> let's do it. Um, all right. So when you look at the division... There's a few exciting fights. Is there anybody that you've you've shortlisted or targeted in the division uh, that that excites you, Dan? That's like the funny thing about it. I I like I have no um there were no stipulations on my end to the UFC. I I tried to get on the so from from my this is coming purely from my perspective. It's funny how like people get carried away with things on social media. I Message Sean Shelby, message the UFC. I said, is there anybody that wants to fight on Israel's card in in June, which is what ten days away? This is like five weeks ago. Uh, he came back to me and he said, there's no one, um, there's no one that's ranked that's uh, free or, or uninjured. So I left it. I was like, well. It's not like it's not as simple as you know a lot of other teams that are American based or something where they go oh you can't fight in June oh we'll just push it to July or or push it to August it's like we have to do the whole team go over there quarantine process wait for the whole team to come back and then like build it up again and get ready to go again so it's a bit more of a process for us coming from this side of the world so then I messaged the UFC and I said, this is a position I'm in now. I messaged the UFC and I said, is there anybody that wants to fight on Volk's card? So I'll, I'm waiting for that. Um, as soon as that get announced, Volk versus Ortega, as soon as a, a date gets set for that, um, that's the card I'm looking to get on. Team will be ready to go again and I'm just looking for an opponent. But from my end, there were no stipulations. I never said the guy had to be ranked higher, had to be ranked this I never said I never stipulated a name I never made any kind of stipulations to the UFC um, about anything like that so it's just funny how people get carried away with like this this sort of narrative on on social media yeah well I mean I think the thing that you're talking about is a lot of people are saying why not Islam Markachev why didn't that fight come together I think he might have been on social media saying how People were sort of ducking him and stuff like that. So just to clarify for all those people, Dan, and I mean, you are never a guy <laughs> that would duck any kind of fight. Trust me, we know that. But just to clarify, the UFC never mentioned him to you. He was never even an option. I guess I only fight. The only reason that fight didn't get put together is he wasn't ready to go in June. That's the only thing um, that I can see from my end. He's got himself another fight. He gets through that or whatever. He's ready to go on Volkscard. Like who? It's to me. I never. I never stipulated an opponent. I've never been. I've never been offered that fight. 
that fight, that name has never come across my desk. Um, so it's funny. But I'm not Paul Felder. I, the, the, <laughs> those kind of people don't, um, I guess they don't irritate me like they irritated him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, you're, you're talking about the, the, the incident where Paul's like, you would never say that to my face. And the guy's like, nope, because he kicked my nah, ass. He's like, just when he retired, he's like, ah, like I was sick of everyone calling me a coward and calling me this uh, and yeah. calling me that. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, it's, it's just funny. It's just funny the way that um, some people's fans get a little bit, get a little bit caught up. Um, not in reality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny as well, because if anybody knows Dan Hooker, they know you're down for a good scrap. Just quickly, while we are on islam what do you make of him as a as a guy in the division because a lot of people are saying hey this could be one of the top guys in the future have you seen much from him i know he's got a fight book for july 17th against tiago there but have you seen much of him and does he impress you at all do you think you'll eventually maybe see him up the top there or do you think people may have maybe a little bit jumping the gun a little bit with him oh like he is he is um yeah like he's tough he's talented uh yeah a lot of people were saying some big things he got a good win over over drew drew Dober. I, I trained with him in in elevation in denver as well so they got got a good that kind of caught my attention the way that he was able to take down and, and control drew so there's you know he's a top talented like up and coming guy but there's there's you know there's gregor gillespie there's um a bunch of other guys coming into the division so it's like it's a very it's a very hard division to make a name for yourself and 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 really stand out um stand out in this division but as far as i'm concerned like he's he's got a fight and and i'm looking at people let, let's let's get real this is what we're here for we're looking to find a fight i can't find a fight with that man he has a fight i need to find a fight with someone that's free someone that's uninjured um so from where i'm so you guys need to, you guys need to help me out all the fans watching this as well they need they need to help me out because i genuinely don't know I don't know everyone's health records. I know that, you know, I'd love to fight RDA, former champion, but I know that he, um, he's he got some kind of injury. He doesn't want to make it public or, or that's fair enough on him. But I don't want to call someone out that's injured. So you guys need to help me out and tell me whether these people are ready to go or not. Well, first of all, Dan, I'd like to, before we even get into it, I'd like to welcome everybody to Submission Radio, looking for a fight, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> episode one, season one, with Dan Hooker. We don't know if it's going to be as big as the Dana White one. We don't have Matt Sarah, but nevertheless, let's try and figure this out. Um, Cass, yeah, I was going to say, I, the, 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 kicking off this process, I suppose, what did you think of Benil Dariush and Tony Ferguson, and where do those guys rank for you in a potential fight? Yeah, like those are, I would say those two guys are, are um, those are t two great fights for me. Those are two fights that I would, I would really love. Um, yeah, it's funny that, that the fight with Tony. So like, I feel like Tony's just a guy that I would love to fight. Just, I feel like the fans would love to see that fight. I feel like everybody, everybody wants to see that fight. And I'm sure it'll be one heck of a fight. It's just funny that you'll get like, Less credit for beating him now, even though I feel like it's just as tough as a fight than he was, you know, three fights ago. Uh, you know, it's like Gagey beats him and gets a interim title. Um, 
Oliveira beats him, gets a title shot. Benil, like, moves up. But now you beat him. Like, I might, you know, you beat Tony Ferguson. I might move up, like, maybe maybe one rank. Where I feel like it's just as dangerous as, of a fight. I feel like he's just as... He's just as good as he was three fights ago. He's he's um, still unpredictable. He's still dangerous. He's still like a real um, like venomous, dangerous guy to fight. But that fight, that fight, when when that name gets said, that's a fight that gets me excited. That's a fight um, where you kind of get goosebumps and you 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 get the adrenaline pumping. And really, as a fighter, that's what we're in this for. You know, when when someone says, "Oh, you want to fight this guy." And it doesn't get your blood pumping, even though you're going to do it, you know, but you really want to chase those fights that get you excited and they get your blood pumping. Tony Ferguson is uh, definitely one of those fights uh, for me. But Neil, uh, yeah, good performance, great performance. I feel like... But Neil's like the ugly girl at the dance, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean that. Now, Benil, I don't mean that. In, I'm not calling you ugly, mate, but I don't mean that in like an offensive way. I mean that as in, I feel like he's probably the most talented guy, like skill for skill. I feel like he's the most skillful guy in the division. I feel like he's one of the most well-rounded guys, but he doesn't have like the name recognition that some of the other guys in the top five have. Like, if you're looking at the top five of the division, Benil Dariush is probably the most unknown guy, but in my opinion, the most underrated guy. So I would love I would love that fight. I know he's on, like, an incredible win streak um, at the moment. I would, I would love the opportunity to get in there and test myself against um, Benil. And I don't, I don't, even though he jumped so high up in the rankings, I don't see a lot of people calling out Benil Dariush if, if, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see anyone. <laughs> I do not see a single person calling out Benil Darius. So I will put my hand up um, for that fight. If he's ready to go in a couple of months, then I'll, I would I would love to put that together as well. Well, that's right. There's, a, there's like almost a logjam at the top of the division anyway. Ooh. So Benil might be, I think he did want to take a little bit of time off, but he might be waiting for a while. So um, that's like you're saying, if you're not in it or you, you got to be in it to win it kind of thing. And just to clarify, so being on Volk's card, you're looking around September, right? I think that's September 4th, 5th in Australia, New Zealand. Yeah, I think that's, uh, um, that's the date for that card. So I think we're like, perfect time to pick a fight you know now these guys are saying they 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 need a bit of this they need a bit of that i think it's uh i think it's 13 weeks now so you get one more week of holiday lads and then you jump into a 12-week training camp so that's um that's the spot we're in right now what a good sales pitch perfect perfect fight picking season yeah we're, we're at a perfect <laughs> it's right picking it's right. time it's almost as if I've planned this conversation. <laughs> Man, I like this Tony Ferguson fight, though. You, you're selling me. Uh, you're selling me on oh, this. Mm. But that's that's the only thing. I like uh, Tony was like, people saying Tony might be injured. So I don't want to call Tony out and I don't want to fight Tony if he's not at uh, 100%. I don't want there to be any kind of doubt. I don't want to call someone out that's injured. That's why I don't want to call out RDA unless he says he's he's good to go. Tony Ferguson's the same. I don't want to fight um, Tony Ferguson that's not at, at 100%. So if he comes out and he says that he's at 100%, well then I'm going to be I'm going to be knocking on his door and knocking on his door uh, pretty loud. But until he says that, we'll 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 wait for him. 
Well, it's interesting because uh, he was going to be scheduled for, uh, what was it, the Connor and Dustin card, but it looks like that fight fell through. So it's kind of a shame that you, you didn't get RDA because you've been kind of been you've been kind of wanting something for a while now. And just to clarify, that was never offered to you even a while ago while you were sort of recovering. They never offered you RDA, did they? Nah, nah, that fight. Um, well, he's never really shown any interest in that fight. So it's mm. like, how many times? How many times do you want to ask the guy out? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be persuasive, Dan. Otherwise, you never before get the show. You know, you got to be persuasive. Before you get a little bit, before you get a little bit disheartened with it, you know. And then you just move on. Uh, yeah, out his window with a boombox. Fight me. <laughs> Feel the pain or whatever. Um, what I got to do? What I got to do? Ask nicely. Dude, another guy that's in the division, and this is a little bit of a long shot, but I guess you're not in it unless you're in it to win it, and you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, as our friend uh, Michael Jordan used to say, is Michael Chandler. He's coming off this loss. He's looking to come back in there and stay active. You never know what's happening with Justin Gaethje. If he's looking for a quick turnaround, is, and obviously you guys know each other well, is he a rematch? I know he's probably on that list of yours to try and get that rematch. If he pops up, would that be a perfect rematch, perfect time to get back in there with him, do you think? Oh, I would. I would absolutely love that. I love that, but I know full well, um, like, if you want a rematch, you need to, you need to have, uh, you need to earn a rematch. It's not like I've done anything. Oh, I haven't had the opportunity to. I haven't fought since then. Um, he challenged for a title. Uh, I feel like, and a lot of other people feel like that fight doesn't go that way uh, nine times out of ten. So I, I don't feel like he's would actively hunt that fight either. I feel like him and Gagey, uh, I feel like stylistically that's a terrible fight for Chandler. I feel like Gagey is like uh, is like the perfect style to kind of tear him apart. Um, yeah, I would love that fight, but... Uh, Rematches don't don't. It's not like I'm I'm gonna hold my breath for it. It's not something that I feel like is gonna happen. Um, so I'm not gonna hold my breath for it. When you get enough, once you're in my position, you get enough losses on your record. They really stop. Like after after the first one, you get your first loss. You're like, I'm gonna rematch him. It's like burns <laughs> like burns a hole in you. Then you get like a second one, then a third one. Then you kind of lose track. And there's like a fourth and a fifth, and it's it's very hard to hold that many grudges with that many. <laughs> you like Honestly, it's like Kill Bill. The like, list gets longer. You're like yeah, you're like lose track. You're, you're just, just like, numb. Ah. You're just numb to it at it's some just point. Like, you're just like nah. You come to a point where you're just like man, that's not. It's not you. You know, you just improve as a fighter, continue to grow, continue to improve, and then just you know, it's like if you look back on my record, there's not a lot of guys. Um, I don't, well, there's no one I don't feel like I would beat if we step back in there. Um, and it comes to a point where you just improve so far and continue so long where it comes to a point where you don't even have to actually rematch them mm. to, to kind of prove that point. Everyone everyone just knows. you got to treat, treat him mean to keep him keen, Dan. So maybe the rematch doesn't come together, but Michael Jan Chandler just sits there wishing it did, you know? So that's we've got to do it from that perspective. But... Let's just quickly, before we talk about the division, though, let's get, because this is a tradition as well, let's get the Dan Hooker top three most wanted 
opponent list. So we just spoke about it. And let's just keep these guys on there. Let's keep RDA. Let's keep Tony Ferguson, maybe a Gregor, or even let's even keep uh, a Benil on there just in case. What is the top three list for Dan Hooker right now if it could happen tomorrow, if the fights could get locked in? Let's start with number three. Number three, I feel like it'll be RDA. I've been I've been asking him to the dance for a while. I've been I've been knocking at his door. Um, no dice. That's why we'll put him we'll put him number three. We'll put him lowest on the list. All right. So number two is the more likely scenario. Who's sitting there at number two for you, Dan? It have to be Tony Ferguson. It have to be. Uh, Ooh, that's a fight that gets me excited. That gets my my blood boiling. That that I feel like is the fight that the fans want to see. I feel like that's guaranteed. That's a guaranteed war. That's guaranteed trouble right there. Only reason he's not number one on the list is that I'm unsure if he's he's healthier at at 100. percent I don't wanna I don't wanna fight um, Tony Ferguson if he's not at 100. Mm. percent That's a fight of the century candidate right there. I think. All right, let's go to number one. What is the number one Dan Hooker choice? For his next opponent. I feel like it, it, it's that ugly girl at the dance. It's that Benil <laughs> Darius. I feel like that. <laughs> and again, it's not, I'm not calling him ugly. I'm just saying he's he's of of that. I feel like he's the most skillful. I feel like he's the most talented guy in the division. I feel like skill for skill. Um, I would put Benil at, you know, skill for skill, the best fighter in the world. And and not a lot of people know that. That's that's why I would, that's the only reason I'm saying that. All right. Well, that's a very good list. Uh, speaking of lists, if you're looking at things and ways to improve yourself as a person, top of the list should be the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, the best grooming tool on the market. It will make your balls silky smooth. You can write, I don't know, somebody's name in your balls if you like. You can uh, shave a pattern, as Dennis would say. You can do Tito Ortiz uh, flame stripes or whatever pattern you like. Either way, it's going to be well groomed from here on out. This is the, the beginning of a brand new life everything will be smelling good everything will be nice they've got products to keep your feet smelling good they've got nose hair uh tweezers and of course the best thing of all the met the lawnmower 3.0 will not cut you with its skin safe technology which they hired the best engineers in the world to make sure it does that and also they're giving away 20 percent off with the promo code submission so you can get your balls nice and smooth for cheaper for less who doesn't like that isn't that right dennis that's right, man. With those smooth balls, the world is your oyster. So why not check out all the latest content from all around the world? We're locked down here in Australia, New Zealand, and whatever country you're checking this out from, the geo-blocking is just absolutely out of control. And thanks to our friends at Surfshark, that is no longer the deal for you because with this VPN, you guys can access any content that you want, boxing, wrestling, uh, the NBA playoffs, sports from all, all around the world, and other videos that you just cannot reach right now. Get this crazy discount, 83% off and three extra months for free by going to surfshark.deals forward slash submission and enter promo code submission. And Cass, how about this? This Monday in Australia and New Zealand and, of course, on the weekend in the U.S., Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. There is some money to be made here. There are some bets to be put down. Back yourself with my bookie and get that winning feeling today. Sign up with the promo code submission and my bookie will match your deposit halfway up to $1,000. Kind of sounds like the perfect time to bet, don't you think, Cass? Bet, win, get paid only at my bookie. I love it. I love it. Uh, but Dan, just going back to what you were saying before about uh, Benil, there's a lot of dark horses in the division. 
your good friend, your good friend who you gave him the nickname. Well, people say it was Chael, but we'll give you the credit. Charlie Olives, who is now the champion in the division. Just wanted to get your thoughts. We haven't had a chance to speak to you since that fight. What did you think of him making all the way and uh, claiming the belt, beating Chandler for it? I'm not going to lie, lads. I'm not going to lie. She was a long day. She was a long day that day. <laughs> I was down. Was that in, the fishing? Uh, the fishing day, right? We can, yeah. we can call it fishing. We can call it. We can call it fishing. We didn't actually get the boat out of the driveway. <laughs> we started the day with a barbecue. <laughs> Let's. You know how these barbecues go. I was down in Gisborne with some good friends at my mate at my mate Blake's house. They call it the pirate ship. <laughs> Things went a little skewer. I think the whiskey came out a little too early. Eleven a.m. We was doing shots of whiskey. I can't actually remember seeing the fight. I actually—I <laughs> think I stopped watching when Chandler rocked him. I thought, and then I thought Chandler won for an hour until people corrected me. <laughs> so I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm going to have the best breakdown or analysis of that fight, having watched it in the state I was in. You know what and I love about. And I'm just being honest. <laughs> this what needs I to be like that. a weekly segment where it's like Dan Hooker gives fight breakdowns, but it's just a series of like reasons why you didn't actually watch the fight. Each week more ridiculous than the other. I was in the pirate ship. We were doing shots. <laughs> the big cold boys have to be honest with Dan Hooker. I was going to say, um, you know, the funny thing is we wanted to get you for the post show for that event. <laughs> I'm kind of bummed out now yeah, that it didn't come together. Because can you imagine that the, the, the banter there? You're like, yeah, Michael Chandler is the new champion. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he didn't even win. <laughs> he landed that good punch and then the other guy fell over. Yeah, no, it was a great. It was a, you'd be like, guys, you'd be like, damn, what are you on about? <laughs> ah, so... You guys then hit me up. You're like, let's do a post fight breakdown. I, I thought, I thought something like this might happen. Um, <laughs> fishing, fishing with the boys uh, tends to turn out this way ten times out of ten. So I did, <laughs> I did turn you down for that. I did turn you down for that one. Smart choice in hindsight. So and have you? So you haven't seen the fight since then. You haven't rewatched it. Nothing. Nah. Okay. Chandler isn't the champion, <laughs> so let's just get that out of the way. Just a spoiler alert. It's on the list. It's on the list. I've added it to the list. You're probably like, why is he telling me to rematch Chandler when he's the champion? Is this guy nuts? <laughs> this is a terrible submission radio looking for a fight. Like, that's a terrible call out. <laughs> Should have gone on another show. Um, what about what about in terms of who you think is going to fight him next? Because they're saying it's going to be between Dustin and Connor. People are sort of trying to figure out who's going to win this third fight between the two. Where's your pick in that one? Uh, yeah, that's hard. Like it's hard to um, for Connor um, to make an adjustment in such a short space of time. You know, it's not like he can say, "Oh, just check." I'll just check the calf kick or whatever, something like that. But that's a that's a big that's a big change to make. It's kind of like Dustin. Dustin made the improvements. Dustin made the adjustments. Dustin kind of figured them out. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, I'm I'm leaning towards Dustin uh, in the rematch, just just because of the such a short space of time. Um, between the first and second fights. Yeah, yeah, un understandable. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, because you mentioned before, uh, so you trained with Drew Dober in the past at Team Elevation, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Drew. Um, I know Drew real well, real well when I was training in Denver. I think that was 2015, mm-hmm. 2016. Um, yeah, training with the guys there, Neil Magny, um, Corey Sanhagen, Drew Dober. He, he, you know, we hung out a lot. He, he let me crash at his place a few, a few times. Um, that's a banger. Him and him and him Brad. And Brad yeah. Mm. So have you been helping oh. Brad out and kind of been like, well, Drew fights like this and Drew does that? Or how does that work? Oh, you can't, like it was a it's it's a it's a long time ago. It's not like um you know, if you would if you would try and break me down from back then from the guys that trained with me then to now it's like you you change completely as a fighter. And and from what I've seen of Drew and his his performances in the octagon, like he's he's leveled up. He's he's greatly improved. So I feel like, yeah, at at no stage has the coaching team at City Kickboxing like come up to me and been like, so what is uh like and ask me any questions about Drew. It's not. Um, I just don't think it's relevant. I feel like too much too much time has passed, mm. and it's just uh, the information's not relevant. It must be pretty cool, though, to see Brad get such a cool fight, like a high-profile fight in the division after the tough time that he's been going through with these fights, man. I mean, the guy's on a win streak. We were talking to him yesterday. It was really cool to catch up with him. But he's just stuck in America most of his life these days, right? He's not even <laughs> oh, fighting. Oh my he's gosh. just stuck in different countries. But he's not even fighting. Oh, he's ready to fight. Uh-huh. And Sorry, guys. It's not happening. Man, the Gregor one, I would... That like that doesn't happen to me. This happens to like a lot of other fighters. I've got I've got friends that have had like fourteen pullouts in their career. I don't know if it's the way I look or I look too nice or something like that, but no one I don't think anyone has ever pulled out of a fist fight with me. I feel like I'm one of the luckiest guys uh <laughs> I'm like the one of the luckiest guys going. Like things Ah oh, man, I would be fuming. Brad would be fuming. Like that boy is that boy is itching for a fight. That's why it's so exciting because the way that Drew fights is uh bull in a china shop. So um <laughs> that that hands down needs to be watched. That's that's gonna be a fight of the night. Mm. Uh Brad was comparing it to kind of like shaking up a fizzy drink and then you don't get that release, as in cause he didn't get to fight. But all we heard was uh the fight equivalent of blue balls, which is basically yeah. what I think Brad was going <laughs> through for a very, very long time. So happy and relieved to see Brad fighting this weekend. Um and of course before we let you go, speaking of this weekend, we've got to get your thoughts on next Israel. Weekend, yeah. Sorry, sorry, next weekend. Yeah. Uh, Israel, good pick up there, Dennis. Uh, Israel <laughs> versus Marvin Vittori too, man. How do you see this one playing out? As Israel takes on, as he would call him, the Italian. Yeah, he said something, the Italian job too. I haven't seen that, maybe. I've seen the Italian job. This is the biggest thing that's come out of the interview all day. It's a classic. One or two. One or two I haven't seen. I'll add it to the list, but the secret is there's no list, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on. I'm going to list for you for the next five. There is no <laughs> list. That is just my way of saying I'm not going to watch that. Um, <laughs> ah, so I, I can only give like my perspective of the first fight. It's not like uh, I ever talked about it with um Israel or the coaches or anything like that. But I felt like in that first fight, like me personally, I underestimated Vittoria. I'd seen him, um, I I think we fought on the same card when I fought 
Gilbert Burns, and like he was in the warm up room. Vittorio was in the warm up room, and he was actually like hitting pads with Benil Darius, and it was just. I don't know if he was like cutting big weight or, or he was like really drained, but he was like real slow, like real plotting. So I don't know, like me personally, when I was like, oh, Israel was going to fight that guy that was out back, like hitting pads of Benil, I was like, what? <laughs> Israel was going to smoke this guy. Israel was going to just walk through this guy. But we like, I personally, I don't know if Israel did or you do anything like that, but me personally, I underestimated Vittori coming into that first fight. And what he's since what he's done since then has been incredible. He's he's really um shown some incredible improvements to to earn a title shot um and be in the position he's in now. So I don't feel like he's gonna get that same kind of um like no one's gonna underestimate him in the second fight. He's he's worked himself to a title shot, and so I feel like I feel like Israel takes him serious. Then um, Vittori's in a lot of trouble. Oh man, I can't wait to see what's next weekend. But I also can't wait to see who's next for you, Dan. We appreciate your time, um, guys. Make sure to follow Dan at Dan the Hangman on Twitter, at Dan Hangman on Insta, and check out his gym, the Combat Academy in Auckland at Combat Academy NZ on Insta as well. One of the best gyms going around in Auckland. And, uh, man, there's Edward Norton, Mark Wahlberg. All these guys are in the movie, and you're not even putting it on the list. You're watching Street... I'm messaging you yesterday. No, I'm you're watching saying, Street I'll... Beefs all day. Okay. You don't even watch the movie. This I'll is... put it... I'll put it on the list. You <laughs> Thank you so much, Dan. We appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, lads. And remember, everyone, thanks for helping me find a fight. Follow the process. You're all part of the process now. Let's uh, let's get me a fight, September.